0: So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show, Tina Talks A Lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Well, today, my friends, we are going to talk about numbers. And now before you click to the next podcast, because you do not want to talk about numbers, please hang with me here. I wish more than anything in my business that I would have understood my numbers earlier. For years, I honestly shared that I hated numbers and that I hired other people to help me with them because I simply just didn't understand them. And I realized I just didn't know what I didn't know, right? I mean, that seems so obvious, but I didn't know what questions to ask. I didn't know what, what things to track. I didn't know what things to pay attention to. And again, I wish I would have known the questions to ask, and I wish I would have understood a lot of the terminology. Uh, It wasn't until I really had to figure it out, and I had to learn my lesson in knowing that I needed to personally know my numbers, and I dug in. I really, really dug in on understanding terms, understanding things I needed to track, understanding the questions I needed to ask, the things I really needed to dive into. Now, I'm going to go through some different terms here. And as I go through them, you might still have some questions. I want to just challenge you to to dive into those questions and, and maybe even ask people, is there something I'm not asking here that I should be asking? When I am now hiring different people from CPAs to bookkeepers to uh, insurance um, providers, honestly, anyone, especially in the financial space, I will always ask that question. Is there something that I should be asking that I'm not? And, you know, it might take them a little while uh, to answer, but I I love usually the answers they give me because I always learn from them. So I'm going to dive in. Hopefully, you know, for some of you, this will be elementary. And for others of you, this may be the first time you're hearing some of these terms or truly understanding them. And I really hope you um, just lean in. You lean into this. So first of all, we're going to talk about cash flow. Cash flow is what is coming into the business and what is going out. So it's flowing in and it's flowing out. So it's a really easy way to, to remember that cash flow: what's coming in, what's going out. A lot of businesses will use a software like QuickBooks, where they have a bookkeeper to run the reports, track their numbers and pay their bills. It's still important to keep your eyes on this. Like I mentioned, this is something that I wish I would have kept my eyes on more. And I really learned it the hard way. I just lost control. Uh specifically in in um with my with my taxes, with my cash flow, what things were coming in and what coming out. I didn't have a touch on it. You know what I did? Is I hired someone and I thought, oh good, they're going to take care of that. And I can lean back. Now I would say that anytime you hire someone for any service, whether it be financial or even like your marketing, design, whatever it is, you still need to lean into this because it's still your business. Again, learned it the hard way. I hope you learn from my own mistakes. I wish I would have known my cash flow a bit better. The next term is net income. So uh, two different kinds of income, net income and gross income. So your net income is the profit of the company after the expenses. So this is helpful to know what is there so you know your buying and your spending power. So for example, when you're hiring someone, uh, when I had my marketing design company, I would make the choice on hiring someone based on what our net income was more so than what our gross income was. I also do that now in my doTERRA business. Although I don't have employees, I do often hire contractors. I have assistants uh, that help me with some of my marketing. I have an assistant that helps me with my podcast, taking out my ums and ahs (laughs) where she can and uh, adding all the, you know, the front part to it and and making sure that it goes up online. Uh, So I make decisions based on, okay, can this actually be an expense that I take on because I know what my net income is, the profit after all the expenses that go out. Now, I'm going to share with you a little bit of how I figure that out here in a bit. But another thing, other things I guess you would use net income for are things like making um, a specific business purchase, like a bigger purchase, right? You can decide that based on what's coming in that way. Um, And a book that I recommend is called Profit First. I think this is a great book and a great way to manage your funds. And in a little nutshell, just to share with you a little bit of what this book is about, is that you actually take out the profit before you pay all of your expenses. Well, of course, you need to know your numbers and what that looks like. But the thing is, if you wait to take out the profit in the end, a lot of times we as business owners just end up spending it rather than taking it out to be intentional with our spending. So that's net income. The gross income is the number that's at the top, right? Every single dollar that comes in, you cannot make decisions on the gross income because you actually have to know what your expenses are. For example, at my marketing company, Tenacious, our expenses were really high because we were a service-based business that took employees in order to uh, provide the service, right? And so every time we brought on a new client, uh, that would have to go on the plate of one of the employees, or we had to hire new staff to provide those services. That is a very high expense type of company. Now, with doTERRA, I have very low expenses. I do not have employees, like I mentioned already. I have very low software costs. I do not have to carry an inventory. And so my gross income is can be a lot closer to my net income. Now, there are uh, some kind of red flags with that sort of business, though, is that you really need to get creative with what you're writing off Because your gross income could be a lot more, and when you have some expenses to push against that gross income, it helps when it comes to tax time. I'm not going to get into taxes. That's a whole other topic, a whole other expertise, um, but that is something to consider as you are starting different businesses. Another one of the numbers that is worthy of tracking and something to really focus on, of course, is your sales. Now, this is pretty simple, but you do need to track them. One of my business coaches, Marco Blanc, actually uh, requires as you're working with him that you track your numbers, your sales every single day. What did you sell every day? He would track everything from his you know, $10 book all the way up to his you know, $10,000 type coaching type packages, right? I don't know that he has a $10,000 coaching package, but he would, what I'm saying is, he would actually track every single dollar that came in because then he would see where he was, you know, like mid month or after every week or at the end of that month. And then in his rolling 12 months to see, hey, am I in the green? Am I working actually towards my goal? Am I going to get there? Next one is price point. Now, thankfully, I no longer have to deal with this in doTERRA because the price point is set by the company. Uh, Chances are, though, if you are a small business owner that isn't under an umbrella like myself, that you are having to set your prices. At Tenacious, this one was tough. We were one of the very first social media marketing companies in the world, which is so crazy when I think about it. We were the first in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area for sure. And we were having to forge the way in this weird new kind of jungle out there, right? And so pricing was really tough. We had actually really no idea what it was going to take to manage some of the social media accounts that we did. So price point had to be massaged quite a bit, and it would have to shift. For example, like right now, my hubby works in service-based business. He has a a personal training gym out of our home. And he just mentioned to me that he is more than likely gonna have to increase his rates, which makes sense. He hasn't increased them since he left corporate like seven years ago. Has it been that long? Five, six, seven years ago? Something like that, kind of crazy. And since he hasn't changed his price point, he, you know, more than likely will be increasing it because expenses are going up. They went up a long time ago. We hadn't increased prices and there is a chance that he may lose a client here or there. But the thing is, then it makes an opening for a new one that is willing to pay that price point. Next up is variable expenses and a fixed cost. So those are the two things that you're going to figure in when you're making your budget. The variable expenses are just that. They're variable. So they can be kind of tough to budget for, where the fixed cost is actually fixed, right? You can plan for it each month. Things uh, that would be um, in that category are things like your rent. Like that's not going to change. Like your rent is your rent, right? Um, For me, I know that I can. Have my doTERRA product as my fixed cost. It's a requirement that I order um, a certain amount from doTERRA every single month to keep my account active. And that is one of my fixed costs. Of course, it can vary a little bit here or there just because we order stuff as a family, but I know what my minimum is on that fixed cost. Other things are softwares, um, you know, different uh, people that you may be paying a flat rate where a variable expense would be something like my assistants. They help me uh, with different tasks every single month, and my bill is always a little bit different. Shipping is another one. Some months I ship a lot, some months I don't ship at all. Another variable expense. Chances are, though, if I'm shipping, it means that I have brought in more clients. So you'll have some variable expenses, but you'll also have, of course, most businesses have variable income. And so... Balancing all that out is going to require some sort of software, some sort of tracking. I recommend that you have a trusted advisor in this area when it comes to your finances. That could be a bookkeeper. It could be a CPA, an accountant, anyone that deals with numbers in that area. Now, is it important that you have someone like on a retainer every single month? It depends. It totally depends on what the um, kind of details are about your business. I think for most small business owners, you could probably uh, go with like a quarterly meeting, uh, just to make sure you're on track and connecting. You may not need an everyday uh, bookkeeper there running your numbers all the time for you. So, what do I track? I think that this is something that you know is important. Something that uh, a lot of people you know wonder, like what's actually worthy of tracking. And my business coach, Mark LeBlanc, has said, "If it's worth tracking, it's worth doing. If it's worth doing, it's worth tracking." And so, kind of take that into account. That could go across the board from your marketing uh, to your sales, uh, to just to just about everything, right? That you do. So for me, I track my monthly expenses and my income. Or honestly, they get away from me. Uh, there are times where all of a sudden I'm like, shoot, I've been paying for this software and I totally forgot I'm not even using it anymore. And so checking in on that on a regular basis in your bank accounts is real, real important. Also, by checking in on my monthly expenses and income, I am be able to budget a whole lot better and like I said, make decisions that that I can couldn't make really with um, a lot of intelligence if I wasn't tracking these monthly expenses and income. And the last thing that I, I track, not the last thing, but another thing I guess with my numbers that I track is my distance to my goal. So every month I set a goal for that month of what uh, level of my business that I want, I'm wanting to achieve. And I track those numbers on a daily basis. So I check in to see how far away I have from my goal. Which is really awesome about this is that then I can increase my level of activity or promotion, or I can just stay on track of where I'm at and kind of keep um, keep the gas pedal where where we're at. So tracking is important. I do this just in Google Doc, like nothing super fancy. Um, I just have a simple spot, and I actually have that tab up on my computer at all times, just so that I know where I'm at in my business and where I am financially. So I hope this was helpful for you as you are just leaning into your numbers, as you are figuring out, does it make sense uh, for me to have this line item, meaning this service or that service? What's really interesting as you start diving into this, you might realize that your business actually isn't currently profitable or that there's one part of your business that is and another one that isn't. See, for me, I have a lot of different ways that I earn an income within doTERRA. And so I can kind of pick and choose you know, what I'm going to focus on at one time or another. It's a little bit different, though, than let's say someone that has multiple offerings. I, I think of my good friend Melissa, who is a business coach and owns the dance studio, and she can line item down to every single class that they have in the dance studio and her offerings that she has for her business coaching and see exactly what she put in financially and what she was able to take out. Now, that might be really eye-opening for you to decide, you know what? It actually doesn't financially make sense for me to have this class or this offering based on my gross income and my net income. So last but not least... It is really cool to hit really high numbers. I remember the first time we hit a month in Tenacious, that was over $83,333. And for those of you that are tracking to hit a million dollars in your business, you know what that means. If you have a month at $83,333 and that continues to happen, you're going to have a million dollar a year. And I remember the first time that we had that. And then I realized that that was a really awesome number. And I'm so glad I can kind of check that off the bucket list. But a lot of that money went out to a lot of other people and not as much to me. And it made me step back and think, okay, is there a way for me to earn this type of income without having that sort of expense? And it's possible. It's absolutely possible. One way that I did it, of course, was to diversify diversify my income stream. And that came in with doTERRA. I was able to bring in doTERRA pretty seamlessly into my kind of, uh, guess, I guess, plate of businesses. And of course, decided that this was where I was going to hang my hat completely and be in. Uh, but I saw that there was a way to have at first a side income, and eventually it became my full income. So, Lots of decisions uh, may be made as you start going through your numbers and as you start understanding them. And like I said, I would highly advise tapping into a great resource like a bookkeeper or a CPA to be able to walk through this with you in even more detail. So go love your numbers, go check them out start mapping them, start tracking them and make decisions based on actual numbers and not just kind of a gut feeling. Right. So hope you guys have a great day. Hope you weren't too bored with the numbers conversation. It's a good one to have. Um, but I hope you guys have a great day and we will be back here tomorrow on the podcast.